Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What is going on, everybody? It's episode 88 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How you doing? I'm good. I, do- I did it again. Yeah, I, you I did. You it. almost went into that accent. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> can you just talk like that the whole the, show? I don't think I can. I, I, there, there, there's too many inflections in words there mm-hmm. that I don't think I'd be able to do. Can you do a Brooklyn accent? No. I, I will not besmirch the people of Brooklyn by by ruining their, their dialect. <laughs> uh, just channel inner andy i could work on that yeah Andy's not even brooklyn that makes no sense i know uh, he's from boston we have a guest host today introduce yourself please hi i'm hannah claire brimlow i'm a writer for timcast.com she's not from brooklyn i am not i'm from the northeast though but, i think you should embrace your natural minnesotan accent Minnesota. like really get deep into the upper that. lower canada he can't do it but i heard him like talk to his dad his dad has a clear uh, minnesotan accent and i thought it was so cute and Bring i never your dad understood on the it. show I never understood the accent thing until she pointed it out. Now I hear it every time my dad talks and I hate it. Yeah, You're my welcome. dad has a really like, I don't know. I think it's a pretty watered down British accent. Um, but all my friends growing up were like, oh, it's so cool. He sounds because he's so from cool. England. But when we go back to visit family, they're always like, you sound American. Yeah. Which is like, no, he doesn't. It's, it's like, uh, uh, who is it? Um, Jillian Anderson has family from both the United States and, and the UK. So she has like this weird, her accent goes back and forth between mm-hmm. the two. And you can mm-hmm. never really tell. Same with, uh, there's a couple of other Actors. To me, my dad never Madonna. sounds American. He just uses American slang. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, like, the classic is, like, he doesn't call a flashlight a torch. He calls it a flashlight. But that's because he was like, well, I'm in America, so... Does he I... call a waste paper basket a bin? That is the real question. Sometimes. Ah, not super often. Not super often. Okay. It's well. more, like, regionally, his, like, um, pet names for his kids okay. are, like, British pet names. Uh, <laughs> like, he calls us pet or love or something oh, like that. Oh, that's cute. Um, and that tends to be a British thing. Yes. Especially, like, Northern England. I but, like it when they say, um, you got that, yeah? They add yeah at the end of stuff. Mm. That's that's one of my more favorite things from... Since you pointed that out, Chris Carr, since he has, like, a deep disdain against British people, but he does say love a lot. So yeah. you should point that out. That does like, not sound right when you're doing it in an American accent. It just doesn't. Well, he does it in a Southern accent sometimes. Doesn't work when they do Kentucky, it either. He's from Kentucky, so some mm-hmm. of those, like cultural influences like especially kentucky and west virginia are both settled settled by like irish people and some and it has a large english population so yeah. some of those things actually do carry over Go which figure. is so cute it is very cute uh not that we're totally off subject today but that's mm-hmm. good the intro is the fun the intro is the best part right we got a bunch we got a bunch of stuff to talk about we're going to talk about a streamer who is proving that we apparently do negotiate with terrorists we're going to talk about uh Bruce Willis and the Razzies, and this is an ongoing thing that I found that just keeps unfolding. We're going to talk about the absolutely abysmal ratings of Morbius. That is really just my pretext for talking about the Jared Leto cult. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go into Podluck, and we're going to talk a bunch of stuff there. So if you guys are ready, I'm ready. Are you ready? Aye, aye, Let's Captain. go. That was, that was all the enthusiasm I was looking for. Thanks, guys. All right. So it says, this is... 
I have a thing. When I'm looking for articles, I'm like, there's like a a, a zone of like what I'm looking to cover. Okay. And this is one of those ones that's depressingly like right in the zone mm-hmm. of something where I'm like, yeah, let's talk about the Twitch streamer who was unbanned for threats of violence on Twitter. Like it actually makes me feel slightly dirty uh, and, and unclean to, to know like that I want to talk about stuff like this, but mm-hmm. not for bad reasons. It's just something that I thought was really interesting. Uh, and I was literally in the, when I, when I found this article, I was literally in the middle of watching like a, a sh- some show that had like terrorists in it. And it's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And I saw this, I'm like, yes, we do. So uh, this is uh, this is from Screen Rant, and it says Twitch streamer Narcissa Wright made threats to attack Twitch headquarters following a recent ban, but now the streamer has been unbanned, anyways. Why was this person banned in the first place? We uh, we're gonna we're gonna read through, and we're all gonna find out together. So it says Narcissa Wright, a streamer known for Legend of Zelda, Zelda speedruns. I watched some of them. That's actually quite uh, quite impressive. Wow, so you like terrorism? Uh, yes, it's basically the same thing. That's um, how they draw you in. They, yeah, they're like here. I come, just now adopt <laughs> this model. Come for the come for the Legends of Zelda gameplay. Stay for the terrorism. That's 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 where's how they when, get you? That's when we much, need him. Yeah, like, that's, Jane talked about this. He's like legit. I'm just gonna join ISIS now. Yeah. What? I feel like I need more context for that. There's quote. more context to it. Um, but she's not gonna share it because she yeah. just hates Dane. I don't hate Fair Dane. Enough. She hates Dane. I don't hate Dane. He just like basically throws everything that I like and throws it into the trash can. This is true. He does. Got a little opposites yeah. on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, he, he disagrees with us when we said Brie Larson isn't like uh, all that. He thinks Brie Larson is all that. <laughs> I, I take, I'm of the opinion that she is in fact not all that. That is my strong opinion. Mm-hmm. That's my story. It's okay. Everybody it. else in the comments agrees with me too, but yeah, whatever. So her Twitch account ban uh, was, has had, had, she had had her Twitch account banned and then unbanned despite recently threatening violence against the company's headquarters. While initially finding fame by streaming speedruns in recent years, Narcissa has focused more on Super Smash Brothers content. While many Twitch streamers have been banned for behavior on stream, many feel that Narcissa's reaction to a recent ban should result in a more serious punishment. What's also funny is like Twitch uh, depending on the platform you're on, the term ban means different things. Mm-hmm. Ban uh, on some platforms mean you're banned for life. Ban on some platforms means you're just like, like temporarily suspended. suspended. So it's like you get a three month ban, which is not really what a ban is supposed to You'll mean. You'll see this on Twitter, especially with like political yeah. figures. They'll be like, I got banned. And it's like, well, you're in like a 24 hour You're hole. in jail. Like it's not always great, but it is sort of uh, a misrepresentation of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Discord has like um, a feature that's called timeout. And it does that where it locks you out of certain channels for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So why don't we just call it a timeout? Yeah. Social media timeout. Throughout the history of the li- of the live streaming service, Twitch has banned many streamers for behavior both on and off stream. That is a problem that I have with a lot. Uh, Patreon does this too, where they will ban people for offenses yeah. off platform, which I take huge issue with. Uh, that's kind of the problem when you deal with these companies, which is essentially you're beholden to the TOS that they mm-hmm. have adopted, and you really don't have any argument. Like, uh, if it's a constitutional matter and you're fighting the government, you have the constitution to kind of back you up. But in this case, you're essentially it's all written to make them you know to to be the easiest on the company right it's certainly not designed to help anybody who's actually using it and i would contend that the constitution is a written document that they would have to go through hoops to amend whereas the terms of service a company could update at their will it's uh it, it's just and they, they change it whenever they want and it's like do you uh do you agree to these terms of service and you get like a document that's like this long you're like i'm at work dude i don't have time to read all this and nobody does anyway well they know you're not going to yeah so it says twitch streamer this is uh an article it says it, it 
quotes her tweet. It says, I want to kill myself and shoot Twitch headquarters. Ha 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 ha. Which comes off as, you know, brazenly nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says, uh, esports commentator and Twitter user Jake Lucky recently revealed that Narcissa Wright will be allowed back on Twitch. The streamer was permanently banned from the platform on March 21st. And afterwards, so she, permanently she was permanently banned. But uh, I'm guessing that they're saying that before that she had had, uh, you know, a lot of these streamers get temporary bans or suspensions. Yeah, it's normally not a first strike. It's like a second or third strike thing where you get a permanent ban. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it says... Uh, she, the tweet I think was with Twitter. It's like twenty four hours, then a week, and yeah. then permanent. Well, YouTube what about is, YouTube. You, YouTube talking. does the same. Uh, uh, like uh, I, I don't know if it's you get one strike, two strike, three strikes, and then each one first one stops you from being able to live stream. I believe. Yeah. Um. So it and but then there's elevating ex- elevating levels of punishment. A good mm-hmm. example is check out Steven Crowder. He got yep. kicked out and banned like a couple of times on YouTube. Yep. Wait, but. I still don't understand what what triggered this final ban. Where I I couldn't find it on the top of the paragraph, and I saved the bottom. So it says, mm-hmm. uh, it said. Um the threat made by the streamer following her ban should be treated very soon. Okay, so Narcissa's unbanning is very un, is very controversial. As the banning of many other high-profile Twitch streamers, earlier this year, Twitch streamer Disguise, uh, Disguise Toast was banned due to DMCA copyright filed against him. The Digital Millennium Copyright Act makes it illegal to distribute... Oh, yeah, that was that was had to do with copyright issues. Sure. I couldn't find anything that said exactly what the ban was about. But I'm guessing it was something to do with... Um, like, you can't... You don't know what her... I don't know what the actual... Yeah, so it says, after reviewing your... It says... Uh, oh, right here. So if you um, search it up, there... I don't know how reliable this um, article is from, but it's from store.steampower.com. And it says, last week, um, basically, they got banned because it lead to content breach and terms of service. So it could be, it's nebulous. It's it could be yeah, anything uh, that you can get banned for. They can find a way to make just about anything yeah, bannable. Yeah, um, that's why, like... Um, when Steven Crowder was like banned the second time from YouTube, like he's trying to figure out the reason why. So he hired a lawyer to explain like Sure. But like with this person, I would be curious mm-hmm. to see if there's like a pattern of behavior. Like if this is the first like threat against, you know, yeah. Twitch headquarters, fine, mm-hmm. but like do they make were they banned for making violent comments towards other Twitch users? Mm-hmm. Like there there should be some kind of Maybe yeah. we should do like um, we will sh- all the articles we, listed we that just watch the content. All the see. articles that I found just said that she did get banned. They didn't list what the ban. See, was that about. seems mm-hmm. sketchy to me. Um, like, I, none of I, the articles seem to have any idea. At least the ones they were all kind of, you know, it's kind of like that journalism thing where like a lot of the articles are just kind of paraphrasing sure, 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 yeah. what the article, other articles said. But um, I thought it was interesting. So Narcissa Wright, uh, she, she, it's not just. Um, streaming she owns a website called speedruns live mm-hmm. uh, and is fairly well known in that community um and it's done like speed like charity speed running tournaments things like that wait is speed running i'm sorry uh, i'm so, such a boomer i don't really know what that means um do you know how to explain it basically so base, you beat a game as fast as yeah as oh, okay, so okay. you just play the game you it's all in one take you play it all throughout all those hours so you do it in all in one sitting okay it, okay, it so here, I, okay, th- this was the other thing I put. So, so mm-hmm. uh, in 2018, her Twitch was suspended indefinitely due to violations of the site's policies regarding nudity and sexual content. Oh. Uh, and she, uh, so it's, it basically says that Wright came out as transgender, Deleted. as a transgender woman in 2015 and began to transition, changing her name to Narcissa. I, I love the name, it's very uh, perfect for this generation, is it not? I know it. Um, d- 
and she temporarily deleted tweets citing online abuse and criticism not unheard of in that realm mm -hmm. you know it's like imagine people playing like call of duty lobbies back in the day complaining about uh <laughs> wait but it says that her twitch account was suspended indefinitely in 2018 for violating and the sites. then brought back uh they that's not on the here, but nudity and sexual content yeah. thing so, so like I, I just am curious to see and this does happen where they can ban you without yeah. explanation although i think in this case you feel like it's not being disclosed on purpose it's yeah. hard not to feel that way so it says narcissus ban may have been innocent but the threat made by the streamer following her ban should be treated very seriously mm -hmm. uh i don't know what they mean by the ban may have been innocent like does they mean do they mean the ban had good reason like yeah. i don't know how a ban is innocent that doesn't really make sense to me uh, by quickly following the streamer back onto the platform twitch demonstrates a disregard for threats or threats made by others with jake lucky responding uh spreading awareness about the unbanned more attention will hopefully be drawn to this issue in the future and this is a very common thing to deal with in this realm is uh issues of bans unbans how unequal uh, how unequal everything's enforced on mm -hmm. these platforms you will get a lot more leeway depending on the size of your platform than right somebody. and well, anybody think... with and anybody with a large enough platform can essentially bully their way back onto it by turning followers around on these on these companies yeah i think the idea that it would be um like an innocent ban might mean that you know they're not doing it out of discrimination or yeah. anything like that Again, Whatever like, that means. I actually yeah. feel like it would be more interesting here if it was a justified ban, meaning that there's a pattern of behavior that legitimately violates their terms of service, even if they're not terms that we would necessarily agree with. It feels like um, they're trying to make it like it, it feels like this article is trying to frame it as if her threat against Twitch was what got her banned, which makes no sense. Well, and it's more interesting that her threat against Twitch seemed to have sp sparked her return to the service. Returned. Yeah. Like, you can threaten your way like, back into... I would into... be curious, like, the tweet is like, I want to kill myself and shoot up Twitch. Yeah. Like, do... Is Twitch going to issue a statement like, we were concerned about her mental health, so... Mm -hmm. That seems to be about uh, about the long and the short of what... So, like, as long as you threaten to commit violence against yourself and others, you're yes. okay. Yeah, well, then it's just a mental health issue yeah. and not a threat of violence against many, many other people. Like, imagine being somebody who works at Twitch headquarters and it's just like, huh? I feel like that must be weird. Like, to just be like... Well, we got this threat, but we just have decided we don't really think anything's going to happen. Because the other part is, like, if this person has an, a strong island following, like, yeah, maybe they are making this comment that's ill-advised, but they themselves would not actually commit, like, yeah. a shooting. But who knows who follows them and who would feel motivated. Mm -hmm. Well, Narcissa said it's time to shoot up Twitch, yep. so let's yeah. do it. And, like, I don't even know if we can actually say any of this. This I wonder if this segment will have to be left out. Can we talk about this stuff on YouTube? I have no idea. Um... Chris, let us know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Chris is just going to walk up here and go like, nope. We, we will find out tomorrow. We, we will find out tomorrow. I so. think it should be fine because you're talking about like, what can you break? Like in rules sense. Fair enough. I you mean, know what's I, interesting is that you're saying like, sh can we talk about this on YouTube and will it affect our standing when we're talking about someone who can say whatever they want mm -hmm. and be exempt from. It is an Orwellian the, world we live in. It's very strange. Well, also, we're kind of still small, so we can get away with watching. Yes, so. uh, I let things go on here that we talk about. Like, like I, I swear more than I should, uh, usually when I'm angry. Mm -hmm. But in general, like, you know, there's things that we do that uh, larger platforms definitely don't have the ability to do sure. as freely. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. But we will see how this plays out. It'll be interesting to see. I, I might have to report on this again if, if more things come up. But uh, this is definitely one of those articles where I'm just like, man, this is fascinating in a really morbid. and Well, and I wonder what Twitch streamer who got banned for no reason at all, like a legitimate sort of unexplained banning. Who's gonna be like, so 
If I had threatened to shoot you, I could come back? They get banned in like 2018. They come back now. They're like, yeah, I'm going to come there and shoot up Twitch headquarters and too. And myself. You have yeah. to say, and myself. And Twitch will be like, mental health, you're back in. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, I mean, to be fair, Twitch didn't actually say the mental health thing. This is my speculation. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like a weird policy, especially since they're not giving an explanation as to the history of the bands, yep. you know? More might come out. We'll see. Miracle, did, yeah. you're, you're not a Twitch streamer, are you? I try to, yeah. and I have a friend that is there. She is one of the successful Twitch music. Well, I'm just saying, in general, uh, you don't, you weren't a streamer, were you? I was I not really, yeah, because I was trying to get into like more of like being an influencer and a podcaster. Yeah, well, it's a, it's one of those things where you have to be willing to like. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day mm -hmm. about uh, Hassan Piker and just how much he has to actually do. Like, like I can't imagine having to be do that that much every day. Yeah. Like, ugh. so it's uh, it's definitely like it feels like a weirdly enforced rule that like they did not actually. It's not going to ever be enforced evenly. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it. All of it's just weird because Twitch is also like the platform that says no nudity or yep. inappropriate. Well, like, they always find a way around it, whether it's the the creepy bathtub streams or the creepy uh, hot tub streams or the creepy ASMR or whatever. It's uh, <laughs> the it's one the... that Dane showed us where she's like eating the microphone. Yep. Yep. It's like, what? hey, those are the most yeah. pro-capitalism ladies ever. They're, they're just, they always find a way to make their money. Yeah. And the poor boys that it's they a... take the money from. Oh, I don't need to know. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I'm good the way things are. Yep. I'm yep. excited for capitalism. I don't want to know about the weird parts of the internet. Uh, I think that's I think that's for the best. We'll just play Welcome to the Internet in the background. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, we're moving on. We're going to talk about uh, Razzie Awards uh, stand by Bruce Willis award category. His reps, and they say, his reps should have kept a better eye on his legacy, which might be the hottest take you could give uh, it's pretty brutal. That is mm -hmm. a. I mean, this and this has since changed. This is why I, I, I was originally just going to move this article out of there, but it, we need it for context as to why the second article makes sense. Uh, but it says. Um, the founders of the Razzies caused a storm on social media after posting in response to the news of Bruce Willis's retirement due to his aphasia diagnosis. The Razzie Awards has always walked the line between parody and cruelty, depending on whose opinion uh, you side with. This year, the Razzies decided to include a category solely for the worst performance by Bruce Willis in 2021. After the action star appeared in several, uh, basically like uh, streamable, like down, like made-for-TV movies, or I guess nowadays that's streaming movies. It's yeah. basically pay VOD. Mm -hmm. uh, in light of yesterday's news uh, of Willis's aphasia diagnosis has been the subject of some serious social media debates, including many calls for the Razzies to be scrapped entirely after awards founder John Wilson and Mo Murphy put out statements that didn't endear them to Willis supporters. So they announced this category before or after his aphasia this diagnosis came, was public. The category came before the diagnosis, but the oh, statement man, came after. So it says, from the iconic appearances of Halle Berry, who appeared to, who arrived to accept her award in person for Catwoman, uh, and Sandra Bullock, who won a Razzie the same year she collected an Academy Award for The Blind Side, to the alleged criticism of the ceremony by the likes of Sylvester Stallone, some are on board with the less than serious awards, and those who aren't this year, Will Smith, uh, Will, I see, I, I knew I was going to make that mistake. Willis was singled out for his own uh, special award after appearing in eight direct-to-video movies that were all roundly panned by critics and awards. Uh, 
and by critics at the awards. It was a cosmic sin that took the dubious honor of being the worst of the lot. So that was the name mm-hmm. of the, the movie was Cosmic Sin. So it says, following the announcement that Willis would be retiring from acting due to his condition, the Razzie's official Twitter account posted a message saying, the Razzie's are truly sorry for Bruce Willis's diagnosed condition. Perhaps this explains why he wanted to go out with a bang in 2021. Our best wishes to Bruce and his family. While that statement was not meant, as, uh, was not meant to cause a stir, there was a lot of people who took issue with the comments with some demanding that the statements be removed and others calling for the entire Razzies to be canceled. That is a a very um, emblematic of 2022 that one person's bad uh, fortune um, is enough to cancel an entire event. And I'm surprised that something like the Razzies is even allowed to exist in a post-humor world. See, I disagree. I think this goes back to a conversation we had a couple times in award show season, which is like we are reliant on hosts of shows who like have comedy that's essentially making fun of people in the audience like the uh, the razzies just do that outright instead of it being the guys of like moving yeah. the well, that's, show they're, they're 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 taking the the piss out of celebrities well, in these categories when will smith got in trouble for a slap he said like yeah being made fun of or being like the butt of a joke is part of my career mm-hmm. which yeah. is like the yeah. razzies is just capitalizing on this mentality mm-hmm. and i think rather than canceling the razzies if you cancel the razzies you'd have to get new hosts for all the other award shows because yep. yeah. it's the same thing Yep, it says, uh, so some of these are, uh, some of these tweets for, are from people who have, uh, uh, I guess Mark, this guy is like a, a blue check mark on Twitter, uh, and, and it says, uh, uh, and while we're at it, is there anyone involved with the Razzies these days who has created anything of sufficient artistic merit to justify the smugness? Um, you know, I don't think you should be smug anyways, uh, either or. Just well, that my- would be like anyone who says my movie is bad who hasn't made their own movie yeah. doesn't get to say it's bad. But you're making it for consumers, so that yes. doesn't actually make sense. It's, that's one of the backwards logic of these things. It's also funny. It's, it's like people say you can't critique food It's like if, if you're not a chef. Mm-hmm. You know it tastes good. You just, uh, you just don't know how it was made. I think these, like, when you have experience in the field, you can appreciate the nuances or you could be an even harsher critic, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, I just thought it was interesting that they didn't really say anything that was um, all that controversial in that initial tweet, but people took it the wrong way, right? There's a whole list here of uh, uh, like people talking down to the Razzies because of what they say. Mm-hmm. But then if you go over to this other article from uh, Radar, uh, from Radar, it says Bruce Willis spotted using earpiece while filming Wait. movie two years. I, I move one over. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I was just say there's one tweet on here, but like is a response that said one whose job was it to tweet this and two are they still, still employed yep. i feel like that is so true of like so many things on twitter mm-hmm. and like part of being the razzie's brand is being like no we did it on purpose like what are you gonna do about exactly it? Yeah. what are you gonna do plus uh, that person that's the most twitter response ever like that guy would whoever wrote that would just love to be able to say that to someone in the real world but they're never going to be that clever to be able to come up with it in the moment I've had people i used to work at a pr firm briefly and there would be moments that we'd see something happening to be like so are they they fired now like, <laughs> usually around and be like oh so we're not going to talk to stan anymore right because mm-hmm. he's the one who hit send on that yes so did stan get fired that is the question oh my gosh so it says bruce willis was spotted using an earpiece while filming movies two years before revealing diagnosis mm-hmm. uh for aphasia so it says willis uh bruce willis has, has reportedly been spotted using an ear this is an older article i just pulled it up for for context or no, this is this is the one that came out today. But I found a bunch of ones Dude, where do you? You don't need to justify your actions to me. But there, um, I found a bunch of stuff going back that they're saying that this started in 2015 when he yeah. did his first Broadway appearance. Well, aphasia. I mean, I can only really compare it to dementia, but like there are often signs years leading up to this. There's mm-hmm. only a point when, especially with like family members, if they're with you regularly, they may 
not really realize that you are deteriorating or something yeah. is wrong because they're used to seeing you. Yep. Uh, I have a close friend whose dad is going through a pretty aggressive form of dementia and like she felt like every time she go back and see him at a certain point it was like obvious something was going wrong but for her mom yeah. who lives with him it was just a little bit more like oh this is normal like you know it happened a little bit to my mom towards yeah. the end of her life um there, there was some of that that uh i was able to kind of um explain away in the moment that mm -hmm. made more sense once the diagnosis came later on yeah, down yeah. the line yeah uh really tragic to see that stuff happen but it says uh bruce willis has reportedly been spotted using an earpiece and prompter in a scene for a movie that was first filmed as early as 2020 seemingly confirming what radar was told the actor was struggling to remember his lines and was fed them years before revealing his aphasia diagnosis so he'd wear an earwig and then the lines would basically be given to him in the yeah. in that they said the same thing about uh joe biden and like the that he Kinda, had the, yeah. So, yeah so uh the latest revelation uh comes just hours after willis's family announced that the actor is suffering from a disorder that disrupts cognitive abilities his family also announced that willis sadly has no choice but to step away it says in a video obtained by the daily mail willis can be seen using an earpiece while filming the movie american siege uh, and this is the one where it says he was spotted using an earpiece as early as 2020. Sources say the 67-year-old Unbreakable Star has been having trouble remembering his lines as early as 2015 when he was on Broadway for Misery, which was the mm -hmm. debut of that show. Um, and his condition just got worse after that. And they were saying, like, when he was doing the movie Glass, which was the, the follow-up to Unbreakable and Split, Mm -hmm. um, like Shyamalan movies he was like they would have to use body doubles for certain scenes because he had a hood down over his head a lot of the movie so they had to find ways to work around yeah. this condition which is just that to me is just really tragic well and I think in some ways too someone going through this might dig in and be like no I'm fine I can do it yeah. and mm -hmm. like it's very I, I can't imagine how difficult it is to be able to like look at the people you love and be like I am deteriorating like yep. i am not in a position i mean especially if acting has been your life the way it has for bruce willis like to be like i literally cannot work anymore yep. like that mm -hmm. must be strange because actors don't retire the way someone corporate no would, a really. lot of them they work all the way up till the end of their life right and they'll um, like taper off they might like only they might get more select only do one or two movies they might just become less castable you know yeah. but it sounds like he's still in demand and to be like you have to walk away yeah you know i can't imagine ralph wait uh, acted uh, right up until the end of his life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's really sad to see stuff like that happens, especially since he's not, he's not so old that he's going to uh, pass anytime soon. It's just going to be harder for him to, to live. I don't know what the physical implications yep. are for aphasia. Yep. So, uh, I, so then the, after I read this article and found out the information about the earwig, I found this article just came out right before we went live and says, Razzie's reverse course on Bruce Willis award amid cognitive diagnosis. So it says after they got in trouble for the tweet. Yes. Mm -hmm. After they got in trouble for their treat tweet. So it says, uh, to, to clarify, we heard about Bruce Willis's diagnosis at the same time as everyone else did just this morning. But so it says following the announcement of Hollywood legend, Bruce Willis is, would be retiring from acting due to a diagnosis of aphasia, a condition that affects the brain and its ability to use language and communication. The Razzie awards are reversing course on the on recognizing the actor with the dishonor of worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie for the straight to VOD co uh, film cosmic sin. Like, I wonder if, uh, the, the straight to VODs, if that was just to make as much money as possible at the end there yeah um you know i mean i'm sure he's got plenty of money but it might be a combination for of a fam things for like, family he could tell it was coming and didn't want to let in so he was just like i'm gonna do as much as i can yeah. until it becomes absolute yeah you know yep. like i think of people with dementia who like do not want to give their driver's license and it becomes a really hotly contested yeah, issue a very among big issue family members yeah yep. i feel like in some ways that's what this was like yep. and, 
and the same thing happens with people who get who get dementia because they don't feel like anything's going wrong and they they mm-hmm. can't you know that would happen my mom was having these incidents where basically she was like um it, hers wasn't doing she was like seeing things mm-hmm. yeah uh, like that's really common uh yeah. like she like or like she's like uh I, uncle uncle mike's here i'm like uncle mike died like 10 years ago mom yeah and i'm like and, and i'm scared out of my mind because i don't know how to interpret well, something like my this. friend's dad will get like he'll get really anxious because he'll be like why are all these people in our house yeah. and the other yes. part is like as it progressed he stopped recognizing his children so in some mm-hmm. ways there are people who feel unfamiliar to him yeah but also there are people who are mm-hmm. not there who mm-hmm. are unfamiliar to him yeah. uh the other part is like then he'll wake up and be like oh i'm working on my book he's a writer he's a mm-hmm. historian and like the thing is no one stops him from working on his book that is now never going to be completed mm-hmm. he's been working on a book off and on you know the entire time i've known this friend it's just tragic and now he doesn't realize he's not making progress it's just tragic yeah. like that is tragic although maybe like, he is it would be the coolest like end story if like he actually has finished the book, book. Yeah. yeah yeah so it says after much thought and consideration the razzies have made the decision to rescind the razzie award given to bruce willis due to his recently di- disclosed diagnosis the parody award co-founders john wilson and mo murphy said in a joint statement responding to we got this coverage request for comment wow somebody actually got a re- a, an answer in a request for comment that is mm-hmm. amazing uh, if someone's medical condition is a factor in their decision making and or performance we acknowledge that it is not appropriate to give them a razzie at least they didn't double down the right call? uh i would have i don't know i would have reached out to to willis first and asked him if like i would like to know because a lot of act- different actors he have might different have thought it was funny yeah different mm-hmm. actors have different takes on something like this yeah so i generally think it is the right call like to be like if who's a if Tom Cruise like suddenly put out a bunch of movies. And oh, who's like, bringing up Tom Cruise now? I just think of him as someone who's so irrelevant, but yeah. he's as far as I know in good health. <laughs> I agree uh, with you with that one comment, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of sad because like we talked about this with Lydia, where maybe it might clear up in a week because it could be a a acute form of. A, I, I don't, I don't think it is. Not if it's yeah. been, not if he was starting to have these problems in 2015 that's oh, that's a long time that's a it's, slow and debilitating uh kind I don't of fall know. i'm just hoping for the best and being optimistic about this where yes i mispronounced that what optimistic oh, yeah you pronounced it right oh in. okay the beauty is want. though now we have the technology to de-age people mm-hmm. so we can just we can just make bruce willis uh cgi so mm-hmm. creepy and, and put him in movies again no hannah claire do you want to see another movie of bruce willis but I younger. cannot think of a Bruce Willis movie I have seen of late. Um, I would watch him over Tom Christmas Cruise. Movie? Die Hard? Yeah, Die Hard. What do you I don't, watch? I've never seen Die Hard. Oh, okay. Strong, man. <laughs> well, I was working with you around Christmas time and you never put it on. So well, who's, no. I, whose fault is that? No. I suppose it's my fault. Bredethy. What is the... You're just Brett, right? Did you say Bredethy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a full version of the word name Brett. Branthovic. Ew. Is that it? No. That's so uh, I don't know. Ugly. It's too late, Branthovic. Okay, I'll just <laughs> I'll search it up. But no, um, our coworker Lisa, she had an ornament that she made from home. I know was, it's uh, really popular. Uh-huh. I just have never seen it. So it's uh, so it says the diehard actor has come under scrutiny in recent. So they just go and they talk about it. It's like I th- I think I, I I would err on the side of you're probably right that it was probably the 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 best thing to do for the for the company. I wonder if there was um, any private conversation yeah. with his family. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's sad, but hopefully you know the family is able to handle it. You know if they're close, it seems like the family's close mm-hmm. and all. But I think the Razzies made the right call uh, at the end there to go ahead and just um, yeah. you know go back and, and not double down on that. I don't think that would have been in good taste. No. So yeah, and also formal uh, 
former longer version of Brett's name is Breton. Breton? What? I like that- Brettany. <laughs> Brettany is also another one. I don't like any of these. I, I don't like when people say Brett with one T either. That's How just wrong. How do you know if we're saying Brett with one T? It's the T. It's, 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 it's the, it's the like level of T. Yeah, yeah. It's Brett. It's Brett. Yeah. I'm just going to call you Bretty and no, call it No, you're not allowed to do that. You're okay. Brittany well, doesn't like that. We're moving on. <laughs> what did you say before? Brantovich? It was a joke. It was a joke. We're moving on. Names are a serious subject, sir. Yes, they are. They are. All right. Soon we'll just call you all the Brett names. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right, we're moving on. Morbius debuts with a, a dire 19% score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> dire. Uh, that is dire. What a word choice. Um, I knew it would be bad when I saw that Jeremy Johns had like a very, uh, you know, exasperated mm-hmm. review of this. He's kind of like the people's reviewer. Like if you're, if you're, if you don't care for like the, the over the top, uh, art, artsy, um, elitist critics who are like, yes, I went to film school and here's the lighting in the scene. the guy who went to film school. But I'm just saying, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the average person hears somebody review me will be like that. Like, I don't care Were the effects cool. Did the guys yeah. look cool? Did the women look cool? Was yeah. everybody charismatic? That's what people care about. Was the story good? Yeah. Not all this other stuff that people tend to let um, uh, bleed into their reviews on top of the fact that these companies, uh, you know, they have to give good reviews to certain studios because of uh, they get early access to movies and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, But when Jeremy Johns gave that bad of a review, I was like, maybe he was right. And then people kind of pointed out and I realized maybe I was like looking at this wrong. They're like, did you see those trailers? They were awful. And then I went back and rewatched them like, they are kind of awful, aren't they? Yeah, this never appealed to me. I, we talked about it. We've we've talked about it in the lead up a couple times. Yeah. Like, but I just assumed it was because I wasn't into vampires, Who, like uh, or I Jared was, Leto, to be honest. But like, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna because I've got a have I got an opportunity for you uh, to learn to someone. like Jared Leto. No, so you can't make me do anything. I can try. Uh, <laughs> the reviews are in, and sorry to say, Morbius appears to have fallen fall well short of its predecessors, landing in one of the most dismal Rotten Tomato scores in recent blockbuster memory. With 47 reviews lodged, now that's a pretty small that's a pretty small uh, sample size. That number will go up. Uh, the movie holds a score of just 19%, one of the worst of the modern age of Marvel films, and, uh, c- and comfortably the lowest for any comic book blockbuster, uh, even tangentially related to Spider-Man. Now, they're right about this because it's Marvel, but it's not Marvel. It's Marvel, but it's a Sony movie. Mm. This is not a Marvel Studios project. So it says, uh, which is a bummer for me because all the other Sony movies have been fairly good. Mm-hmm. Morbius, uh, notwithstanding but venom was good venom 2 was okay i Um, like venom 2 i still stand by it like i said if they don't make if they make it like politically inoffensive and not filled with agenda i'm liable like this could be the worst movie ever and i'm like but they didn't lecture me for 40 for for 45 minutes i forgive them a lot like that's uh, half my reviews these days are like look i know it's kind of bad but just go with me on this one Mm -hmm. did they tell you you were a horrible person did they tell you that, uh, on your mic, on your mic, say hello. What? That's Steve. Oh, hey, friend. Yes. Um, so, so as long as the movie isn't lecturing me, I'm usually, I'm usually okay. Oh, I thought you put it in your Sorry, shirt. That, I was like, I was like, bold move. <laughs> no, people listening to the podcast. To jump down my sweatshirt. Uh, Hannah Claire's being, uh, ogled and attacked. I don't deserve by, this. By a, by a stink bug. No, I legit thought you were like, I'm going to take this one home. <laughs> I was no. like, me and Mary, I'm like, I look at Mary, I'm like, what the? So, okay. We don't like Morbius. It's got dire reviews. Mm-hmm. 
why are you guys neither one of you are planning on seeing it right no we're both planning to see it i was really excited for it we can still go if you still want to go i don't know if brian wants to go brian really wants to go but here's the question why he likes it's got dire review oh that's different but here's the question do you want to go and join uh jared leto's cult anybody no you make you have more fun being a follower, but you make more money as a leader. This is thanks, yeah, Creed Bratton. That is what we learn here. So it says fans, uh, c- fan ra- fans raise concerns about Jared Leto's self-described cult retreat that is coming back this summer. Is it notable that the headline is describing it as his fans, not just like random people, observers, like yes. the media? It's like people who are fans of Jared Leto are like, yeah, there's a cult. It's a little culty. So it says Jared Leto is well documented to be rather alternative in his lifestyle choices. I love that term. Beautiful and bold. It's, it's the most early 2000s term ever. Alt, man. So alternative. I love it how it's all females. Oh, uh, I see. There's like one dude in see, the background. I don't see any dude. Oh my God, it is all women. I didn't even notice that before. No, if so you, it's a sex cult. It's, it's a no, sex if cult. you scroll down, there is a photo like in one of those okay. tiny did, squirrels. Did, did either of you, uh, I, did I send you guys this article specifically? Okay, uh-huh. you guys, when this is over, because we won't be able to show it on here anyway, you're going to watch this trailer and it's going to, it's a trailer for for his cult. It's a cult what trailer. What does he market his cult as? Like uh, a well, summer camp? This kind of like reminds meetup, a festival. It's basically yeah. It's like a it's like a rich person getaway kind okay. of. Okay. Uh, so it says the 2022 2022. Yeah, I got that mm-hmm. right. I can say words. I'm good. The 2022 iteration of Camp Mars. That's the name of it. Because uh, he was in 30 Seconds to Mars. He's still in 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, that's still a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of Camp Mars has multiple different kinds of all-inclusive packages, which range from $1,699 to $7,199. So not only do you get to be in a cult, you get to pay money to be in a cult. Wait, who has money like that? It, uh, apparently these... Uh, rich women. A lot of people that... can go into credit card debt. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I well, I have heard of it. This and is a I never this is a diverse one. cult too. This is I'm seeing all different well, body types. I'm seeing that lady's like 80 you years have to old send back in a then. Photo like an application. To no, go to the there, camp. there's one woman. No <laughs> headshots. Headshots must be included. There's one woman. No offense to her, but she's morbidly obese and sitting in the front. Where you scroll down, he paid the most for her. It. No, 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 no. I oh. said scroll down, honey. It's in one of those tiny... Watch your mouth. <laughs> it's in the Twitter one. You okay. click on it and it's going to show you. This one? Yeah. Like she's sitting in the front. Mm. Um, left-hand corner. Okay. Back one? Um, No, not left-hand. Oh, hand. my God. Right-hand corner and it's going to be on the top. My bad. I can't thresh it. See? There's a her? more really... No. I don't see her. She's wearing the bottom. Oh, pants. I do see. Okay. Yeah, she's. That's you know. That's it is what it is. That's, no offense to her, but she's morbidly obese or a little bit on the heavier side. Those are two vastly different things that you just. She's like she morbidly obese and 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 what it was the other one. A little bit on the heavier side. Are not the same thing, Miracle. Wait, I know. So what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I'm tired. Wait, so we go to <laughs> Mars Land or whatever this is called. Yes. You can listen to music. You can do yoga and you can but watch I movies. love like their Twitter. It says, yes, this is a cult. Yes. Yeah. It, says, it does seem like a cult. Uh, I, I don't like How many times has he done this? And this is also um, uh, Mary uh, off camera found this uh, article for me that says, I love this preface. It says, I would like to preface by saying that all cults are not not inherently bad 
I love witchy stuff and group bonding activities as much as the next person. And it's amazing that I haven't accidentally joined one already. This is really creepy. Uh, this is written by women because women are more likely to change cult. Caitlin yeah. Watson. Caitlin Watson. While the average person knows of heavy hitter lead, uh, heavy hitter leaders like Charles Manson and Jim Jones, I like how she can't come up with an example of like a not bad guy cult member. Like not all cults are bad, but all of my examples are bad. Are are serial killer She's cults. Got- Scientology. That yeah. is a cult. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, do you have to pay? Do you have to pay into yeah, Scientology? You, you yeah, have you to do. pay, and you pay then tons you tons of money to be into Scientology. You pay for it, and then how you get higher up? So they don't call it like different division, like levels. They call them classes, and each class you have to pay for it because they treat it like college. The guy who wrote the book that led to Scientology. I think the book initially was like how to make money off of founding your, uh, your own religion. Okay. Yeah. He literally profited off of it. So it says uh, Jared Leto, the name of the cult is The Echelon. Even the name is is culty sounding. Uh, the retreat, which consists of Leto dressed in white robes and a three-day music festival for hundreds of fans to enjoy music, yoga, and movie screenings. However, during their retreat, the band had tons of had tweets of photos of Leto leading hundreds of people while all of them were wearing white captured. Yes, captioned, yes, this is a cult. And yes, for the people listening to the podcast, all you have to do is go and Google Jared Leto uh, uh, cult or Jared Leto echelon, and you'll see this photo of him walking. He's literally like, I can literally like almost see his face like, <laughs> I look like Jesus right now. That's literally what he's yeah. thinking you know what it reminds if me jesus of, were aviators it kind of reminds me of um season two of umbrella academy there's okay. a character named klaus and he looks like that like where he has long he hair he runs it in croatia yeah hey i'm croatian so Sorry, maybe I maybe i was meant to join this cult Brett, well, also you- what are the rules around public gatherings in croatia like mm-hmm. some places pick their locations based on the legality right yeah. like mm-hmm. there are some cults that specifically operate places where like underage sex is less uh is not prosecuted at the same level and i'm sorry like but that. when you when you look at this you can just i'm not tell implying that for Jar- no. jared leto i just mean generally what is the benefit of being croatia although at one point croatia was considered one of the like most affordable european destinations and it's got mm-hmm. a lot of coastline so I, I i had this one last article that i just thought was really funny it says fans think jared leto's cult was a terrible publicity stunt here's why mm-hmm. uh and they talk about like what they thought about like what he was doing this this article might not be worth uh like giving credence because this person said his his role in the suicide in his suicide squad was good mm-hmm. so that that throws you off that, that's that, a red flag that is a huge red flag like that their judge that, that their judgment may be severely impaired mm-hmm. that but you know i i digress uh it says off-screen leto is as much of an enigma as his characters he's many things he's the method actor the emo rocker the fashion king the best beard grower like i said i want to see a I want to see a russell brand cult instead yeah i was gonna say he sort of looks like a more boring version of russell brand or jake gyllenhaal yes mm-hmm. so uh give me the russell brand cult all day I'll... Quick question, Hannah Claire. Have you ever liked his work? I never got into it. Yep. I listened to 30 Seconds from Mars when it was like, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. but I've never really been a fan. I also think that like there's a lot of stuff he does that I think seems narcissistic. So mm-hmm. I've never like, he's never seemed appealing to like, me. Like just making people pay to spend time with him mm-hmm. in another country. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, I don't know. That one seems less weird because like there could be tons of bands that do like festivals, like yeah. Astroworld. Yeah from Travis Scott like that's yeah. you're not really spending time with him the way this one is but mm-hmm. like I understand that they might want to run their own events it's just that like this one I don't know he's always seemed weird to me when he carried his own head at the Met Gala I was like but you actually keep that head to like look at yourself right yes. like 
uh, I, I do find it funny that this article also waves hand, like hand waves cults cults. It says first thing. This is from that last article. It says first things first. We have to point out that not all cults are bad. <laughs> sure, when you hear the word cult, you probably think of leaders like Charles Manson and Jim Jones. Man, they're just getting a bad rap today. That, that's the also second- like don't. If your point is that not all cults are bad, I understand you might have a couple examples of bad cults, but then you should supply good cult example uh the, and then they said or the most or the more recent example of keith rainier that was the the one that the girl from smallville joined the there the, are the like, weirdo sex cult yeah. i don't know that you can find a positive cult i'm waiting for um it. no there's an instagram account called good cult legit sounds like a way to... slash not like other cults I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, we're a good one we're, we're, we're like and they the other have cults. their own website too goodcult.com perfect that is just not like, all cults are is that, bad is that our office goodcult.com yes, goodcult.com just so get redirected to our employees so just, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding oh it's a clothing brand that's oh. cute but cults can be beneficial when done right if they're not they can be there can be severe repercussions blends points out uh, blend points out that all religions start as cults uh, and they all have the same two components having a home base with a rock and roll name the factory and having an enigmatic and powerful man that could subconsciously no. or consciously control a sizable group of followers you disagree i object do tell well cults are like an actual classification of yeah. like social organizations and they like you can tell them apart from like like if you could if you were like a commune right and everyone lives mm -hmm. together and everyone shares resources or whatever yep. like that doesn't make it a cult. A cult has ideology that like you that draws people in and makes them fearful of the outside world. Like yeah. one of the reasons they're often tied to religion is because they say you will suffer yeah. because of this force that I am the only one who can connect to, right? Like their leaders wield authority in a different way. They change right. language to isolate and you from the outside it world. It is to dissuade you from yeah. trusting the outside world. Like communes mm -hmm. choose to live separately, but if you wanted to leave no one's going to smite you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true of cults. Like cults are a specific way of defining human social structure yeah. mm -hmm. that has an authoritarian, like fear-based mm -hmm. ideology. It's kind of like how Kimmy Schmidt, like that Netflix um, TV show where they talked about it a little bit because like the guy who is the cult leader, basically he said, the world's going to end. Come on, little kid, come with me. Oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah, like it, to me, it looks like rich, uh, rich divorced wife summer camp to me. Uh, or like girl whose parents pay for her the rest of her life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or it's like Coachella, but sucks. That well, right here it says the cut wrote at the time that it was more like a combination of Coachella, a work retreat, and a guilty remnant gathering. <laughs> See below, uh, camp or first seeds of child of Leto, Leto cult. Either way, there are probably worse ways to spend nine hundred dollars than watching Jared Leto commune with nature for a weekend. There is absolutely. Uh, uh, probably not many worse ways that I can think of than having That's a those, terrible way. That is a horrible way to spend $900. I could think of like, I could buy, like, I could spend $900 in like one of those like claw vending machines mm -hmm. trying to get something out. That is a better way to spend $900 than spend, watch Jared Leto commune mm -hmm. with nature. I think this whole situation is weird in part, like, it's interesting that people are picking up on it because like, haha, Jared Leto has a cult, but also yeah. like, should we be concerned but we have been building him a platform for so long yep. that there's no wonder that he has assumed it's an altar right like mm -hmm. it's not they are not reversing their stance on jared leto but they're also like oh wait maybe something is wrong we should ask questions we want to ask questions but we also don't want to admit 
that we did anything bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it says, did the, this article asks, did anything unsavory happen? Very good thing to ask. According to Blend, nothing... We've investigated sp- ourselves and we say that we are fine. Well, <laughs> we have done nothing wrong. Exactly. I think we say that about once an episode now, about everything. I like, think that's what happens, though. Says, nothing sketchy happened during the summer camp retreat. Judging from Leto's Instagram, it looks like Camp judging Mars... Judging from... I know. Jared Leto's Instagram. <laughs> judging from... Jared Leto says everything's cool, so judging, don't worry. Judging from this cherry-picked collage of images created by the user we, asked we have decided that nothing if it's is a cult, and he said, no it's not a cult everyone has the their right to leave and we were like, like okay perfect. i'll kill you yes uh, it looks like camp mars was uh, brought back in uh, 2016 and 2017 but the website doesn't seem to be working yet in 2019 leto and 30 seconds to mars started to play on the word cult in what looks like a publicity stunt that that, that held another cult-like retreat in croatia for hundreds of fans and posted their twitter's various photos of leto wearing a white jesus robe it's almost worth it's almost like this is just him being really really like annoying and showman in full and yeah. using his showmanship to play on something that actually well, hurts a lot of people. that one <laughs> shot of him like he is on a stool like talking to all of these people He's, like it is weird it's yeah. a weird position to covet um, uh it feels like he he just loves the attention he loves the attention but also like there's one thing like a lot of performers seek attention, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But he's seeking authority yeah. is what that looks like because he's yep. putting himself on a position higher, right? Yeah. In all of these pictures, he's doing something to make himself like above everyone else. Yep. Even the one where he's walking on the wall. Yep. It's uh, It feels very... Uh, like to me, it's like tw- 10 years down the line, we're going to get an article probably from this website that says, I was attacked at Jared Leto's cult retreat. No, I think and then he... we'll say like, oh, really? No, Hard to believe. I feel like he's going to be like, Oh, they start saying it's a cult, so I get to continue to act this way. In fact, I can escalate because it's just funny now. I run mm-hmm. a cult, but I actually run a cult. You yeah. guys have been reporting that I run a cult for years. I never denied it. Yep. Like, yeah. that's weird. Yep, the whole thing is weird. But I'm just saying, I can see something 10 years later, somebody gets out and there, or somebody just decides to make an accusation. Like, And it happened at the Jared Leto sex retreat. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, of course. What did you think was going to happen at a weird festival where there's hundreds of people and, you're, and Jared he, Leto's walking around in robes? Has he, like, published a book or anything yet? Cause, I like, don't know. Th- I, I feel like that's what happens next. He writes a book about his world perspective and then it draws people to him and then we really get into the wildfire of cultism. Oh boy. Yeah, uh, he does have a book. What's it called? Um, notes from the Outer Net. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, somebody, re- I'll read it. We'll find his ideology. We can say if it's a cult or not. Okay. He launched it in November 2011. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a while. In the building. Yeah, and he won an award for it. Best music book. Oh, I don't know what that is. What's a music book? Basically, I think he Who was gives just... out that that award. He himself gave himself. <laughs> no, I have I have held an award show and found that I am the winner of the award show. No, I was just joking. Basically, he got it from um N M E award. I don't know what that M-E, means. M-E, me? Me? From himself? <laughs> <laughs> His mom hosted the My, my Son Awards, what? and he has won all the M-E. awards. M-E, I give myself this award. <laughs> uh-huh. But basically, the book is a limited edition book of intimate photos taken by Jared Leto. Oh, God, he's... I, I, I don't, don't want to read this it, anymore. This is one of those ones where, like, 10 years down the line, I was like, and nobody saw it coming. There but, were always signs <laughs> we just chose to ignore, ignore them. them. Exactly. Yeah, it's just photos of him traveling around the world since 2009 to 2010 oh boy just giving his thoughts on life yeah totally cult of personality think cult of personality there it is all right podluck Mm -hmm. still no theme song We'll get one one day. Right, Miracle, this one is for you. Yes. Son of Kong seemingly confirmed as follow-up to Godzilla vs. Kong. Nice. 
so i need baby godzilla yes and son and kong to go yep i mean i'm assuming that's what they would want to happen here right uh so it says uh following the recent news that the next film for the monsterverse is moving ahead and set to film in queensland australia we now have more to confirm about this project according to an update provided by production weekly via kaiju news outlet not only will gvk or godzilla vs kong director adam wingard return to direct the upcoming quasi sequel to godzilla vs kong confirmed in a, a, confirming another previous rumor but the film also currently holds the working title of son of kong so who knows if that i mean i'm assuming that means like usually they would hide a title like that mm-hmm. until they were ready to to announce but they have this art here from the so badass i know for the people on the uh listening in the podcast listening to the podcast it's a, just a badass image of godzilla and kong attacking each other as helicopters uh go overhead and there's uh, Do you ever think that like they're like they're both looking at each other open mouths and screaming and they're like no you pick the restaurant <laughs> That could be totally it. <laughs> no, it's like Actually, he- Godzilla could be reaching there. It's like, you've got something under your chin. Let me get that. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, Kong is like reaching for something in Godzilla's hands. Like siblings being like, it's my turn to have the remote. That's exactly no, what it have is. Have you seen Peter Griffin uh, versus the big chicken? It's kind of like that where how the fight escalated. It's Peter Griffin um saying no i'll pay for the check and like the chicken's like no no no, no i'll pay for it yeah no i will yes. i will it's like that yep so it says should this temporary title remain it would not be it would not be the first time king kong return uh fil- a king kong film turned its attention towards the kaiju's lineage in 1933 rko released the original son of kong a direct sequel to the first king kong film in the in it travelers to skull island find another kaiju ape they believe to be the direct offspring of the eighth wonder of the world the next monsterverse monsterverse entry could take the direction inspired inspiration from this film and show Kong finding more of his kind in the Hollow Earth. Man, we got some friends who would love to find the Hollow Earth. Am I right? Am I right? No, no, no Hollow Earth fans. You're here. talking to the wrong person. Talk to Shane Cashman, but um, inside, that is true. He yeah, would love. He would love to talk. But Hollow inside Earth. job talked about Hollow Earth a little bit. Yep. So, so possibly uh, even settling down to have, to have a child. So that's what I I want to see a Sex in the City version of no. Godzilla vs Kong. Uh, where they just um, no. buy shoes and talk about and gossip about. It's so hard to date when you're a giant <laughs> when you're gorilla. a giant kaiju. It's it's very hard to find a soulmate when you're <laughs> busy destroying cities because of your large size. So sometimes uh, it's rough because you go there, you just destroy. You it. just destroy everything, and you're like, this is not what I want. Well, I think King Kong doesn't have a hard time because he can go for a ditzy blonde. While what? Who's the ditzy blonde? Um, you Isn't... remember in the original? No, I I know. I, I I'm just making you say it. Uh, oh god. No. <laughs> okay. So it says with the film looking to be more of a Kong picture than a Godzilla one, much to Miracle's dismay. Mm-hmm. Godzilla's agents are furious. Furious right now, and Miracle is furious with Godzilla's agents for not doing a better job. Is what I'm learning here. It's unknown if the undisputed King of the Monsters will make a return appearance after making peace with his rival and swimming away at the end of Godzilla vs. Kong. They do that in every time they battle. They eventually mm-hmm. make peace and just swim off into the distance well, like they didn't destroy half of civilization. They really are siblings, you know what I mean? <laughs> Perfect. It's kind of like how um, Superman never gets in trouble for destroying half yeah. of the city. He just picks up somebody's car that they're still paying on and throws it at somebody and they're like, you know, I had like he, two years worth like, of payments. I am in a domain. I am Superman. <laughs> Superman domain. He's like, like, you know, do you think that guy's ever like, dude, that's my only way to work. I don't like Superman. Mm-hmm. Screw this guy. You couldn't have picked up the junker behind me. Mm-hmm. Bite me. <laughs> so a, however, there's always a chance Godzilla might have a small part in the upcoming installment. If it is, if he isn't being saved for Legendary's MonsterVerse Apple TV Plus series. Are they calling it Apple TV Plus now? They added a plus to it? Well, dumb. there's only one Apple TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it says Apple TV Plus. 
But you don't know if it's a streaming service unless you have the plus. You thing. have to if, it's, well, if no, there's no plus. How do you know? Well, you it's know? on a streaming. Um, well, like Apple TV is streaming service. It is, but like they don't need to add the plus because it's the only one that exists. Yes. That says uh, if he does appear either as a cameo or something bigger, he and Kong may have to do battle against another monumental threat uh, to their respective reigns. More about Son of Kong or whatever the movie winds up being called is likely to come up very soon. So Miracle will be very happy to hear this. I can mm -hmm. already see her excite uh, the excitement uh, building up in her. Maybe I should just buy a limited edition Godzilla popcorn dispenser you should uh i was talking to someone the other day about um how awful the 1998 godzilla is and how i don't care mm -hmm. i love it anyway there's so many movies from that era where i'm like i know it's bad i know it mm -hmm. i don't care it's I it's stupid similar. i think if like you like something there's no point in like you don't need to justify it also like look there is stuff people don't care for that we can agree is not like well made or whatever else but if you found it enjoyable it's achieved its purpose yeah exactly yeah. that's all you need so all right so we're going to move on to J uh jacques one joaquin phoenix uh, phoenix's joker 2 hits pause no screenplay turned into the studio this is just a quick update mm -hmm. i want to give on this it says while the latest dc outing from matt reeves the batman is doing wonders at the box office amassing acclaim and, and praise across multiple platforms they just go into the sequel for the joker has been has a disappointing update and that's basically that uh, at one of the t previous times we covered this, they talked about having a uh, like a rough draft or a, a script planned by about this time, mm -hmm. and clearly that is not the case right now. Mm -hmm. It says, according to Direct, in a piece picked for by the Ankler, the studio to date hasn't received any draft of the sequel from the writing team. That would be Todd Phillips in, in those writing the movie. The film was earlierly... It was earlierly? Earlierly? Okay. I'm having a great... I'm actually reading fairly well, but screwing up certain words. Usually it's the other way around. Very interesting. <laughs> the film was earlier greenlit. That's just a weird way to phrase that. Am I wrong? Earlier greenlit. Greenlit earlier is what yeah. it should be. Yes. Thank you. So it's not my fault. It's the writing's fault. It's not my fault. I did nothing wrong. Oh, no, you writers do the best they can. Well, Brett, so you, am I. Brett, you need to learn how to read better. Thank you. Coming from the person who can't read at all. Yes, uh, that's like um, me telling a pro basketball player they need to be better at pro basketball. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yes. So that's that's fine. <laughs> so the, the film was earlier greenlit by the studio owing to the unexpected success of the film, which grossed more than a billion dollars at the box office without China. You should uh, you should make note. So not only did it make a billion dollars, it did so without China, and it did so with an R rating, which is almost unheard of mm -hmm. uh, in that genre. It's the highest grossing R rated film of all time. The announcement for the sequel was met with a mixed reception, mainly from people like like Tim's all about it. Tim's like, I want to see a sequel to this movie. I'm like, this movie does not need a sequel. Yeah, this is a very art house film that does not need to have the story. I think it's continue. cool to have like an art house super super villain movie yeah too. Like, exactly just break from the form of being yep. like oh that worked we'll make 27 of them and that's what it was like <laughs> like when when we're like when i was watching the movie as it kept going and it got better and better i'm like oh i'm like every time something good would happen i'm like another checkbox it probably means i'm gonna get a sequel another oh oh that was great you're like scared for it yeah it's doing so I'm, well I'm like, you're could like, you could you like, how do i protect you could you have like a, a lazy second act it would really help me not know me not have to deal with you getting a sequel i don't want that mm -hmm. so it says joker 2 is a film caught up in dc's volatile decision making it says dc the joker was predominantly independent outing free from the connections of the dc extended universe or matt reeves batverse the film uh, whose founder whose foundation was laid by martin scorsese's involvement in the project yeah he was involved in the very earlier stages of the project and he did produce the film so the, it deals with the idea of mental 
mental health, depression, anxiety, social stratification, all of which are themes that fit with this movie, not so much with the Flash movie mm -hmm. that they keep talking about, like how yeah. it's going to talk about mental health. Nobody cares about that. So I am just bummed that there is no script yet, but we'll keep an eye on this one. I just wanted to give a quick update for that one and then move on. So this one uh, is from the BBC. It says, BBC, or from Lad Bible, it says, BBC defends leaving in racial slurs in Little Britain scene. Did you guys see uh, this article before I... Did you guys watch it? Okay. I saw the article but i didn't like look into it because okay. i was like i don't understand what's happening okay so it says the bbc has defended the decision to allow little britain scenes featuring racial slurs in the comedy when it returned when it returned to iplayer this month so basically they took stuff off uh, because of backlash, because of certain scenes. Mm -hmm. It says, Matt Lucas and David Williams' comedy show was removed from several streaming services in 2020 amid controversy surrounding some of the sketches. Following a series of edits to reflect the changes in cultural landscape, which is the most 2022 thing uh, straight from a publicist's mouth. Like, as they wrote that, they're like, man, I am so good at my job. Mm -hmm. Like, I can literally see that. Like, her name is, like, Claire... Why? No, not Claire. Her name is... Uh, what I would didn't her, write it. What, what would her name be? Her name would be... Uh, Courtney. Courtney? Okay. Is that what you said? She's Courtney? an Ashley. Yeah. She works at the she's PR a Courtney. She's, <laughs> like, she's, she's like bright blonde and she's, she's, she's got oh, her Oh, then degree. that's a Brittany. That's a Brittany. Okay. So Brittany wrote this press release uh, and she's like, yes, the changing cultural landscape, which is not how actual human beings talk, mm -hmm. but it, it is what it is. So it says, uh, it says... Well, it's the way you talk when you want to describe something that's yeah. real, but also not say... It's just become so difficult to know what's going to tick you guys off yeah. that we have to be careful. Yep. Yeah. However, some viewers questioned why some of the offensive scenes were removed and others weren't. I love because remember, you can never make everyone happy. What is uh, ultimately offensive to everyone uh, will then be boiled down to something that is slightly less offensive where until you're getting down to where you're at a scene where only one person is offended and it's Joe Schmo 37 on Twitter mm -hmm. uh, and then they're making cuts to scenes over to placate like 2% of the population. Mm -hmm. uh, in particular, the scene where student Kenneth Lau visits university counselor Linda Flint to request time off due to, due to a family illness and it was lamb that was, this was the scene that was lambasted on social media. When asked to describe Lau, Flint said he's got straight black hair yellowish skin and the slight smell of soy sauce uh yes inappropriate uh is it something worth like imagine the amount of work that went into editing this out is it mm -hmm. really going to change anything or do we just let it lie and accept that people need to be able to take a joke once in a while was it insensitive culturally sure did they mean ill by it I highly, highly doubt it. Mm. So it says, when asked to do... Okay, so it says, viewers were quick to criticize the Beeb for leaving this in, but the broadcaster has since responded to the backlash and defended its decision. So they've... I'm kind of... I'm kind of here for it, like that they're not censoring mm. everything. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's sad that that's like the the bar. Like they're not censoring everything. It says all jokes in our output are judged on context and intent. Remember, we are in a post-context world right mm -hmm. now, where context doesn't matter at all to most of these people. Yeah. So it says the BBC said in a statement, the sketches uh, in which the uh, the character of Linda Flint makes references to the appearance or race of a series of people are intended to expose and ridicule some of the outdated prejudices and racism that still exist in parts of British society. 
society, which is more apparent when viewing the sketches within the context of a full episode and across the series as a whole. So in gen- in, in in layman's terms, she's racist, so we have to let her say racist things. Yes, the, well, they're saying you know, like you have to watch the whole thing to get it, mm-hmm. not cherry pick certain scenes and say because imagine like a lot of this could be like you could take one scene out and then it changes the vibe of the whole episode. Yeah, it actually reminds me. I haven't seen the series, but I've seen clips of um. The, you watched The Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Sheldon mom. Cooper, the mom from Texas, like mm-hmm. makes all kinds of remarks that would, but it's like because they're trying to show she's like kind of backwards. And because like, they're from Texas, so they have to mm-hmm. make them seem yeah. like- uh, She's a Bible-thumping Texas lady, it's, so- yeah. It's one of my worst, it's one of my biggest criticisms of Hollywood is how awful they treat middle America. And, yeah. And I, I think I, this is similar. I mean, like there is obviously a class equivalent in England to yep. whatever we consider middle America to be. Uh, and I think in some ways that's what they're saying. Like we have to make her look this way because this, you know, we still think parts of our society are backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says, since the sketch was show, uh, since the sketch returned to the streaming service, a warning appears under the episode saying contains discriminatory language. Mm-hmm. That's, it used to be that we just put trigger warnings for offensive language. Now mm-hmm. it's uh, con- it's lack of context, just discriminatory language at all. Can you admit they would have to do this to literally everything? I don't think such a thing exists anymore where you couldn't find at least one thing wrong with everything we've watched. Mm-hmm. So it says, Little Britain has attracted some criticism in recent years over the way it depicted ethnic minorities and people with disabilities, as well as how it dealt with issues of gender and sexuality. That is like the holy trinity of things you're allowed to be offended about without mm-hmm. yeah, without having to really come, drum up much of an argument. Anything can be looked on those lines and be criticized. Like, if the woman isn't perfect, they're treated poorly. If the guy is shown to be at all um, needy in the relationship, he's being or like uh, asking something from his uh, from his wife, he's being patriarchal. Uh, it's it's very clear to me that these things are all critical theory based, and that you're go- you can make this argument for anything they're talking about. So, if we're thinking their mindset, so do we get rid of TV shows that are a hit like Married with Children? Yeah. Where oh they- yeah. That's um, problematic now. Mm-hmm. And then, like, TV shows, like, certain episodes of King and Hill. Yeah. They oh, yeah. had really bad episodes where they mm-hmm. treated um, Luann, the niece, like, really badly because, yeah. like, she's kind of dumb. Even John Redcorn would be mm-hmm. considered problematic now. Yeah. Yep. So, if we thought that way, a lot of our favorite TV shows that kind of build up how television is today, yep. get rid of all of it, and, like, nobody can laugh anymore. Like, everything has to be, like a weird monotone laugh where it's not that funny it's not funny it's like the comedians don't make jokes to uh, to get a to get laughs anymore they make Mm -hmm. jokes to get applause Mm -hmm. uh they want to be you know i read a really interesting article about the other day about the it was it was breaking down the movie uh don't look up it says the rise of activist comedy which is not comedy it's just annoying it's like the only way we need to i think people are missing like comedy right now Mm -hmm. is our only form of like oral um like auditory performance you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah so in lieu of like people who delivered speeches or lectures like we're like oh they're comedy but yeah. like we should just have people go on a lecture tour like mm-hmm. if that's what you want to hear don't disguise it as comedy just be like these are my opinions and i want you to listen yeah in exactly. fact, i want you to pay me to listen exactly yeah so. let comedy well, be its own thing yeah. also comedy is a form of medicine which helps people cope with whatever they're going 
whatever yeah, is going whatever on you're dealing inside. with yeah yeah uh, that's that's the way i look at it uh, yeah so you can't take it away there's, because like there's some people who don't look that attractive and all they have is their humor that's uh well, sorry that's really mean but i people make that joke yeah. about pete davidson i know don't take that away from him that that is yes that you guys is. think he's funny uh, no no i don't but that's i i also like i've only seen him on saturday night live and saturday night live hasn't been funny since that's like true. i was in diapers so i kind of wanted to watch his um like is it the king of satin island yes yeah uh, i kind of wanted to see that because it'd be like curious to see a movie that he is like really deeply involved in creatively because mm -hmm. like i don't want to just write him off but like I've never seen him perform in a way that like makes me laugh. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he. The only thing I've ever seen him be funny in was the Levi Wokes skit on Saturday Night Live, which is that one is kind of funny. That was like the last time I've ever seen Saturday Night Live be funny, and that mm -hmm. was like it's literally everything you can't make fun of now. It's like gender non-conforming denim. It's like stylist denim because style is offensive. Yeah, uh, but the that's... only thing that I have really loved on snl and i don't really watch it regularly is woody harrelson being joe biden yeah no. during the democratic like campaign mm -hmm. like he was hilarious but he's also not a series regular on snl i yeah. haven't watched since norm mcdonald did weekend update it's been that long i've never watched it because i've only ever watched clips of it norm mm -hmm. mcdonald is uh was a national treasure Recipes. we we have one more talk uh topic to cover and i did i say this one especially especially for hannah claire because she really wanted to discuss um Machine Gun Kelly recounts life-changing ayahuasca trip on Jimmy Kimmel. She, this you were, guy. you were all about it, right? It just makes me laugh. Like, it, have you seen his interview with Variety? That's the weirdest interview I ever seen. And what was so weird about it? Legit, he's talking like he looks like he's so out of it, and like legit, he's getting like weed leaves and like making it into a blunt. Oh, so he's, he's like, literally rolling as he's okay. Yeah, and legit, like he's like rolling it and then smoking it, but he's not like inhaling it. He's just like holding it just for show. And then he's walking around so in his weird. kitchen and they're dealing with raw chicken. And he's like throwing knives around. I love this man. He's she, so weird. She, she's she's the weirdo here that actually likes Machine Gun Kelly. Um, his music is good. You know, it's the first time I ever saw him, he was on the show Catfish. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you're allowed. You're, you're come on, allowed. come you're on. Allowed. The only one song that he came out with that was like meh in my book was the one that Willow Smith was featured in called Emo Girl. <laughs> that one was kind of weird because like legit, I played it in the car. Uh, my boyfriend was driving and I played it. He was like, sure, play any song. And I played it in the first thing it says, I'm a God <laughs> by Willow. I uh, I felt really bad because he has like a song out now with Gunna and I love Gunna and mm -hmm. uh, it just makes me I was like why would he fall so he must have gotten paid a great amount of money to be on that track. I so, mean his new track is not that bad. So it says Machine Gun Kelly revealed on Jimmy Kimmel Live that a recent ayahuasca am I pronouncing that right ayahuasca yeah it sounds right to me it's ayahuasca. It is uh, okay right. an ayahuasca trip with fiance Megan Fox in Costa Rica was quote one of the most important things that happened to me in my life. He's saying do drugs, kids. That's what he's saying. He's I saying, wanted to do ayahuasca. Were they engaged at that point? I do not know. No, I don't think so. Because mm -hmm. this was like, the, the trip was from like 2021. And they didn't get... They uh, engaged this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it says, host Jimmy Kimmel asked Kelly about the experience, noting that Fox had previously described it as as hell during a previous appearance on the late night show. Kelly uh, recalled being given an extra dose of the drug on the final, on the first night of the ceremony. I remember walking up. It was a circle of about 20 people and you were in the forest or the jungle. You're dieting. You're not eating past five or drinking water or anything. Uh, I was the last person to take it. I remember everybody had one cup. So is ayahuasca a liquid? Okay. Yeah, it's a liquid that you take. And um, some people have different reactions, but most likely you're going to throw up later. 
Okay, so similar to like people who like so but, like if you take yeah okay so just like people who take like heroin, what happens is like they'll shoot uh, and then they vomit mm-hmm. and then basically succumb. Well, they recommend for this um, hallucinogenic, um, you have to be mentally sound and like. Yeah mentally developed so they don't recommend it for kids who are like under 25 we do not oh under 25 yeah okay because so like, your brain f- finishes developing yeah, because once you right? take ayahuasca it changes you mentally a lot of people who come out of it they're not mentally the same i have a couple of friends who who um you know in their early 20s did the the bonnaroo uh circle of of, mm-hmm. of festivals and came back not quite the same person they mm-hmm. were when they were 17 or 18 but you yeah. know they they were already kind of um similar it just kind of enhanced that aspect of their personality mm-hmm. where every day is uh is an episode of the big Lebow is rewatching the big lebowski uh yeah. or half-baked well like also ayahuasca is the same um, everybody who has taken it, they have the same trip where they go to like somewhere in outer space and all of it, it's like geometric, uh, geometric shapes and triangles. I don't and, buy that everybody has the yeah, same. Yeah, I've well, never heard not, that before, but I, like, like again, I'm she's watching. She's doing the thing where she <laughs> no, says no, no. something with total confidence. <laughs> no, no, no. Watch um, Just Kidding News. They talk about it. I will send Wait, for them. But they talk about it a lot because like they had similar experiences where they go to the same place. It's not the same way. But it's the same place that everybody's been okay. going. All right. So it's like the only drug where they said this is the only drug that you'll reach to heaven. So is this something you want to do? You want to get married and, well, and go to ayahuasca? What I really interesting about this book, they're not married, buddy. Uh, <laughs> okay, you want to get engaged and do I, and, and, well, I, and trip ayahuasca? Well, that's why I asked you, like, were they engaged? One of the, a couple of interviews that I've seen him say was that, like, this was, like, the most important night of his life, very important mm-hmm. for their relationship. And it is one of those things that I've had, you know, I find this interesting because when you go through something really significant with someone, it makes you feel bonded to them. Mm-hmm. But like you can go through something significant with someone who's not healthy for you. Yes. And I'm not saying that they're not a great couple, like no one come for me, but you know, it is interesting that they're like, oh yeah, like this time we tripped together was like the most mm-hmm. interesting and most like it, it was how we felt really bonded. I, I find this to be like, I wonder if this is going to lead to a form of like marital therapy where they're like, well, just trip together. And if it's good, like then you stay together. But if not, well, you just split up. Portland like, is already legalizing psychedelics for treatment in, uh, in what is it? Not depression, but anxiety. Uh, anxiety There's a depression. couple different like psychedelics that are. We have marital anxiety. depression. That means we need to do psychedelics together. Right. Well, or like, I'm wondering like uh, when you're Catholic, you go through pre cana So it's like yeah. classes you talk about like finances or raising yeah. family or whatever. And it's going to be like some alternative hippie is like, you know what would really tell you to get <laughs> together? Mm-hmm. Come to the desert with me and do <laughs> well, this drug. Ayahuasca, you can't get it in the U.S., but something that you can get in the U.S. that's kind peyote. of sim- Yeah, peyote. Yeah. Like my friend, he said- oh, I know I- nothing about that. I just happen to know the name. I, mm-hmm. I do not advocate you do anything yeah. of such a nature. My, uh, my <clears throat> friend who I- um, I don't talk to him anymore, but he had a, a girl that sold it, and he was like, yeah, if you ever want to do it- Peyote dealer? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to do it, let's- Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. Bakersfield's a weird place. I think place. that's like weird thing about this I is like... I thought peyote was supposed to be just for people like... In the tribe of Americans. Tri- yeah. Yeah. I think it's traditionally used in some ceremonies. Like similar, mm-hmm. they're describing part like of their the ceremony, yeah. which is like also yes. how ayahuasca is used. I think what's interesting about this, like one of the reasons I was drawn to this whole thing... Number one, obviously, Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, we've covered them a couple of times. Like mm-hmm. they do weird things. They're a weird couple. But like I, I think 
it sort of it makes me wonder if you had done this with anyone else would your experience have been as strong would you feel as bonded to that person uh, and I think that there are, you know, you hear about couples who smoke a lot of weed together, who mm-hmm. like stay together for too long because mostly they're distracted by this other thing that they're doing. Yeah. Or, I uh, I remember the in the dregs of feminist literature, I, I read an article where somebody, the, it goes back to what you're saying, where they're talking about how men who, uh, it's like they were, they were analyzing movies where like a man is like a, a masculine hero mm-hmm. and he saves a woman and then they like get together and they're talking about how this is bad. Like, but that's theoretically in that world, their traumatic experience of whatever he saved her from uh, bonds them together. Right. And it that's actually the also human works condition. in reverse too. Like there are soldiers who fall in love with the nurses that take care yeah, of them yeah. mm-hmm. because they are like recovering from something traumatic. One of, one of the reasons they don't want... But does want... it mean it's not real? Like that's yeah, what I'm wondering about this. Exactly. Like, is their bond not real because it might have been specifically triggered by this experience? Mm-hmm. Was that experience like... Is it, you know, this whole premise of like, is it better to be, to know someone completely sober or is it more beneficial to see them on a lot of like psychological planes? And But when, you know, is, this, when is he sober? Because like, obviously he does smoke weed to help him and concentrate. This, and this is one of those things that I saw so much like in, uh, with addiction is like people who are deluding themselves into thinking like that their life is normal or that mm-hmm. their life is healthy. Yeah. Uh, couples that are together and used together. And I just like, it always came across even in, even knowing that I was in that same sad space at that time, it somehow felt more sad. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to be like, like this with the rest I, of them. Like, and they're deluding themselves into thinking what they're doing is, is, unte- is tenable. Like that they can do this forever and you can't. Yeah. Like, you just can't. And so. it sounds like they did it as like some, yeah. I don't know. Experience. It's also, crazy that you can be like a famous person who's like yeah we did a bunch of drugs and that's how we knew we were gonna be together mm-hmm. like if you weren't a regular person and you looked at your parents and you're like i'm gonna marry this person i know because we did some lsd and this it made it clear to me in this weird way like mm-hmm. everyone would be like i think you're making a weird decision mm-hmm. but because they have this reputation they but because they have this reputation of being so weird and alternative like it's sort of like ah-ha-ha. remember like, remember when you're rich you're not weird when you're rich you're eccentric that's true you're, you're only allowed to be eccentric if you have money uh, otherwise you're weird and dangerous yeah like i just find this whole thing that he can go on a talk show and be like oh yeah i did this thing and that's like it was such a significant milestone. It's not that it's not real. It's just mm-hmm. like, what are the implications for how we understand bonding as a culture? Like, mm-hmm. what is this telling us about the way we experience closeness? It is, uh, it is a weird, like, I, I'm, uh, in a country as over-medicated as ours is anyways, we're already dulling our senses every day. Mm-hmm. I think when I, I read a stat recently that said America takes 50% of the world's pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Well, and like, do you need to do these things to feel close to someone? Like, is this to, you know, when you go through traumatic or mm-hmm. like significant experiences, your brain releases bonding hormones. Yeah. yeah. And that can actually be triggered just by having a serious and vulnerable emotional conversation. Mm-hmm. But some people feel like they can't do that without being inhibited on a substance. Like, mm-hmm. is that one of the reasons this was significant? I don't, I don't know. know. I just find it really interesting, um, especially since he can just like go on a talk show and we're like, ah, ha, ha, he, what a weird guy. He He's says, taking- mm-hmm. Ayahuasca, and that's how he knew Megan, Kel- <laughs> Megan Fox was the one. What a yeah! Like any normal guy doesn't look at Megan Fox when they're dating, and is like she's definitely the well, one. Well, he's also the guy <laughs> that like looked for a certain role just to be in the same movie yeah. as Megan Fox. Yep. So 
imagine that. Like he's like, yeah, and then not giving her drugs. Yeah, questionable behavior. I can see the articles in ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, how Machine Gun Kelly took advantage of me, and then people look at a picture of me, Machine Gun Kelly, like I don't really think that guy could take advantage of you. Yeah, see, I, I, I think that's tall, such dude. a dude. Well, and I think that's such a dangerous premise. Like mm-hmm. we, there are that was a joke. I was kidding. No, but it's worth pointing out that yeah. there are like people who don't we. We let their behavior slide because we don't think of them as physically threatening because mm-hmm. we are so trained to look at physical danger as the most like yep. uh, Not prevalent the psychological issue. Aspects and we it. have mm-hmm. moved away from that as a society because we live in sort of a less physical time. Yeah. That could be another reason like without the physical uh, without the physical conflicts and the general um, struggle that came with our parents generation and earlier maybe that bonded them in a way that we can't find today because our lives are so much easier. So we turn to alternative ways of generating these kinds of experiences. Maybe bonding over student loan debt and and mortgages just isn't the same as bonding over uh, famine and lack mm-hmm. of resources. I'd be really curious to see studies on that because finances are the number one reason people get divorced in America. Yep. And mm-hmm. having to look at each other and be like, look, this is how much debt I'm bringing into the relationship. How are we going to prioritize it? Like, yeah. if you're able to successfully navigate those conversations, like, I think statistically are set up to be in a successful relationship. Yep. Our coworker Sarah and I, like, had a deep converse, um, conversations about our partners and how, like, they deal of like finances and like how we deal with it and like she was like yeah like i just don't understand no offense to like men out there like she's generalizing canceler no 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 offense to men but like why do you guys take a long time to mature like explain to but me biologically like, mm-hmm. that's the way they develop like yeah it's, it's weird. one of the reasons it's important to recognize that like they are not the same thing mm-hmm. people will say it's because women are socialized to take on responsibility yeah. at an earlier age i don't but know I actually just don't think that's true mm-hmm. i think critical thinking develops in women in a different way than in men it does because like um how because like sarah and i will talk about like how our partners want like certain things but financially they can't have it you're also generalizing a lot of people with like the I'm not experience of of like your experience and sarah's experience you're not no, talking no, i'm about not generalizing whole. everybody i said no offense because like again it's not to everybody everybody has like their different finances and how they do their are you bills. talking purely on a money standpoint right now money standpoint okay because like financially it's kind of weird like how we we're paying the bills and like all you're dating a guy in college well sarah's dating a guy that is older than her by a couple of years we're not going to say how old um maybe we should discuss sarah's private life while recording yeah yeah. we can talk about you we can't talk Mm -hmm. about sarah yeah well for me yeah i am the i told her because she asked me like do you see do you still see yourself like dating him for the long term or like being with him in the long term and i said well he's still young so maybe you're also a rare example of somebody choosing to date someone younger than you not uh well not date older. our co-worker chris carr is actually younger than his wife alex but it's not mm-hmm. th- that I would- okay i don't yeah. think we just keep doxing everyone we work with like let things go let me dox I, everybody I, I do think that like the point is like you have to mm-hmm. go through a position where you know a lot about your partner whether it's finances or emotional history or whatever like Mm -hmm. how they approach life and like decide that you're ultimately bonded to be together yeah how um our understanding of like sobriety or Mm -hmm. drug use or whatever factors into that yeah i think it's really interesting that like we are going to have this example of machine gun kelly and megan fox who are so popular now and they're like oh yeah like 
this moment that we mm -hmm. did this drug together was significant to us like how is that going to impact people's understanding of mm -hmm. the need to bond like do you think that there are going to be people out there who mm -hmm. are like well i really don't know someone until i do a hallucinogenic with them yeah i don't know maybe people are just running out of ideas what makes them mesh together so they're just maybe. using this compound to think like oh we mesh together this way but i don't think that's the healthiest way like there's other ways to maybe get a hobby uh, or is it better because they are able to access a very vulnerable mm -hmm. emotional state and be there for one another? like i'm not here to pass judgment or say yeah. yes or no either way i just think it's interesting yeah well also like maybe another thing because both of them have kids from previous um relationships like machine gun kelly has a daughter she has a son so maybe they can bond that way where they're like how our parenting style is with our children that could be one way but i don't know like how you're saying like how's like them taking a hallucinogenic go help them like elevate their relationship what if they have like a weird fight all of a sudden and they're like oh let's just solve it by taking a drug right now and if we are being honest uh the average per it doesn't really extrapolate to the average person because the average person can't take a trip to, co to costa rica to do ayahuasca so i think we'll be fine just to just don't substitute by saying like let's do heroin together to to understand each other on a deeper level no let's do mushrooms together like you can do that stuff you can do mushrooms together uh, and stuff like that but i just I, to me it comes off i don't sorry go ahead no, go ahead I, was saying, I don't have an answer for this but it is a question of like do these experiences that you have while you are in an altered state of mind mm -hmm. make you feel closer to people and is that closeness authentic or mm -hmm. is it manufactured uh any is it is it any more manufactured than your brain's creating chemicals based on physical situations mm -hmm. totally. uh, so yeah those are very good philosophical questions mm -hmm. to ask i leave them for you guys to ponder um yeah. i i would i would caution against um heavy drug use mm -hmm. uh in the sense of uh it's bad for you long term mm -hmm. uh i wouldn't do it to feel closer to another person because drugs in the end almost always make you feel more isolated mm -hmm. and uh and drawn uh away from society so that's at least i'm giving you my experience and the experiences i've seen throughout society and mm -hmm. uh millions of examples can't go wrong mm -hmm. uh when you're explaining stuff like this so i would be very very careful uh when discussing um using substances as a way of uh even creating any bond whatsoever just you hear that machine gun kelly brett says knock it off that's right well, I'm, I'm telling him to I'm 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 finger wagging him. Then how do you feel about people that like connect with drinking? Like, there's a lot of couples that met in the bar and they connect yeah, with drinking, drinking is a really like social mm -hmm. um, experience. How do you feel about that? Um, it's not like yeah, it's kind of like a kind of of a drug, but not really. It's no, still... it's it's a drug. It's absolutely still a drug. Well, You're yeah. poison every time you drink alcohol. You're essentially poisoning yourself. Yeah. To get yes, so um. You know, uh, th there's uh, there's an argument to be made about just how much of a social ritual that has been made in mm -hmm. our society, which is different than uh, the, gen the, the general norm of uh, drinking to get to know someone is different than the general norm of going to Costa Rica uh, and, and smoking ayahuasca or mm -hmm. was it drinking well, ayahuasca? Oh, you drink ayahuasca. So maybe it is the same. Like, but I'm saying <laughs> it's a different it's a different. Yeah, experience. I would also argue that like at one point alcohol had a preventative effect, like people mm -hmm. would drink beer instead of drinking water because the water wasn't clean enough yep. like yeah. our understanding of drinking alcohol didn't always come from like it's the way we have it today which is mm -hmm. like to be uninhibited or whatever it's just so yeah like it's one of the most interesting things because to me i uh i was never a drinker like not even even in the worst uh days of my drug use alcohol was never my th i mean i drank 
recreationally with friends from mm-hmm. time to time, but because I hated staying over at other people's houses, I hated drinking because I was that dude who made the mistake of driving home. Now, nothing, thank God, ever happened to me, but one day I just decided, I'm like, look, Sorry. eventually something's going to, bad's going to happen, and mm-hmm. I need to stop this now. Yeah. Uh, and I was lucky enough to stop before something bad happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, in general, I, I think our understanding of what alcohol does as a social mecha- as a social ritual uh, is a lot more advanced, or it's seen as far more socially acceptable. So that would play a role in it far more than I think um, the the far less uh, acceptable acts of, of doing hallucinogens or anything else mm-hmm. uh, as a couple. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's like, who's the, the professor that talks about using heroin, like that college professor who wrote the book on how he's like, he's been using heroin recreationally for like, yeah, for like, like 20 addict. years. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Uh, but that's like a thing that's like, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do it. I'm just saying you should be very, very careful yeah, anytime you entertain have a any lot of, of these ideas. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of conversations moving forward, especially as like recreational marijuana becomes dominant, more yeah. legalized in this country. Like, where is the stop is going to yeah. be a conversation that's ongoing, and especially as like, we've talked about before Mm -hmm. you can use these substances in controlled ways some people believe to manage some pre-existing conditions is it something we want to do i think seeing celebrities use it and talk about it in a way that was beneficial to relationship is just one more step towards this greater debate we're going to have in the coming Mm -hmm. century we will see yeah and also to answer your question the professor's name carl l hart Sounds right. Yeah, I, I could could be right. Uh, I just I found his story fascinating because that's mm-hmm. like, and again that goes to brain chemistry. I'm like I could never be a function. I, I mean I was functional for years, but I was always in trouble. Mm-hmm. I was never under the impression that I didn't need help. I just when do you get the help when yeah. you need it? So mm-hmm. it is what it is. So is was that a, a fulfilling conversation about ayahuasca, machine gun Kelly, and Megan Fox? Yeah. Uh, one day I'm going to call them Machine Gun Fox and Megan Kelly. Yeah. Well, may, it'd be funny if Machine Gun Kelly Megan ended up with Kelly Megan Kelly. Ex- yeah. She already I know, exists. I know. She's so beautiful. I love her. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm I, sorry. I, I simp for both Megans. Okay. There you go. So uh, I, I I, don't simp for Megan Kelly. Ugh. Just Megan Fox. Just Megan Fox. <sighs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was, uh, that was oh, Mir- Miracle. I'm sorry. Also, there was, I'm not even going to pull the <laughs> article up, but I just want to dash your hopes here a little bit. Just, I know. I was reading the article while you guys were discussing Machine it. Gun Kelly's mainstream sellout is self-hating celebrity pop punk. I love it. I love the whole album. I listened to the whole thing when it all released. I love it so much. Well, nobody's perfect. So that's, you know uh, what? You judge my music because. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm half kidding. I'm, you judge my music because I like uh, Green Day. Yeah. Yeah. You I didn't do. like Green Day, and then I said, "Yeah, um, I like plain white." I have tees. ears. <laughs> Nobody keeps. Oh wait, yeah, they can't see they it. Can't, yeah, yeah, so it's okay. Everyone, they. Uh, I've always been told there's two things you shouldn't make fun of people about. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't make fun of their taste in music, and you shouldn't make fun of your, their laugh because they're. Uh, they both. You do both already. They both pivot, or they both show very uh, honest sides of you. You know, you. A lot of people can't control like what music they like. They just like it. You don't know why. And then like everyone's got like the. Have you ever seen those like the the memes of it's like somebody's like playlist at like the gym and it looks like they're like listening to something really heavy and it's like the Backstreet Boys that they're <laughs> listening to. You just you, you you like what you like. That's well, fun. I like all type um types of music. It just depends on my mood. Like a, I had a, you don't have to defend yourself to Brett. You don't. We've already talked about you this. Don't. Like I'm, no, Brett, I'm Brett likes some movies that critics panned, and yeah. he likes them anyways. And I like, love them anyways. Just, well, you just made fun of me one on. time where I was listening to um. Chop Suey by Down System. I was making fun of you. I was making I was making the observation that she's a she's a, a Gen Xer in a in a in a Zillennial's body. I'm not a Zillennial. Am I? It sounded no. better than calling yeah, you Gen you Z. You're Gen Z. Yeah, but 
Am I a millennial? No, I think you're pretty solidly Gen Z. Thank you. Okay, well, you're a Gen Xer in a Gen Z's body. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. My back is like already like falling apart as I'm sitting. Right okay, here. She's fine. A baby boomer. She's a baby yeah. boomer. That's fine. That's that's okay. That's it's okay. okay. Uh, Hannah Claire, thank you so much for coming today. Guys, thank uh, you so much for having me. It's a blast. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. And you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. Thank you so much. Guys, thanks so much. Miracle, mm -hmm. where can they find you? I don't have social media because it rots your brain. She's 110% right about that, folks. It does rot your brain, which is why you can follow me on Instagram and rot your brain with me. Uh, that's at Brett Dasovic on Instagram. For the show, go to the YouTube channel, uh, Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. Like the videos, leave comments on them, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Like the videos too. It makes it makes me very happy. It helps the channel a lot. Uh, in the description box for all of those segments, you'll find a list to the Spotify playlist that has the entire video, start to finish, it's the entire audio of the podcast, start to finish. It is the best way to listen to our witty banter uh, the whole way through. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. And on social media, you can find us on Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, and we are also on Twitter mm -hmm. at Pop Culture underscore Show. We will be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.